So let's all take that deep cleansing breath in. Let it out. And just settle into all the divine potential in the now. Powerful group. Namaste. So, you know, I've been wondering a lot lately, a question that's been on my mind is, why do we study our teaching? Why do we study spiritual principle? And what does studying spiritual principle mean, really? Because what we're talking about is studying God. Now, that's a lot of coursework. And we're, we're, what we want to come to realize is, is that we are studying an energy of power so vast, so creative, so intelligent and good, that we truly have no other choice but to call this power, this energy, God. Now, some may call it Yahweh, some may call it presence, some may call it spirit, some may even call it big sweetie. Doesn't really matter, because this intelligent creative energy of good is so omniscient. It expresses and lives in all things. Expresses and lives in all things. In all people. That means that right here, right now, everything that you are is this vast, creative, powerful energy of good in manifest form. So suffice it to say, when we say we're studying spiritual principle, we're studying the vastness of the universe, we're really studying the vastness of you. The vastness of you. But I know myself. Maybe. You know the surface self. But it's time to begin peeling that back and exploring that vastness that exists within you. Jack Cornfield wrote in A Path with Heart, he said, our spiritual life becomes unshakable only when we are connected with our own realization of truth, our own realization of truth. And when we allow all that we are at this triune level of experience to resonate with and as this creative energy of good, we begin residing within the truth of our being. And the truth of our being is the truth of spirit. It is an absolute fundamental right, fundamental right, that you are here to have spiritual dominion over your journey, no matter what, no matter what. We reside within the truth of ourselves by always knowing, always affirming, always recognizing that wherever we are, God is. And by knowing that when we look upon life, when we look upon our journey, we're not looking at anything that is impossible. Nothing is impossible. And we, our thoughts no longer consider anything to be implausible. That life itself, just as an effect of our word, begins to transform into one vast, passionate adventure of possibility, an adventure of possibility created by nothing other than the whims of our thought, the whims of our consciousness. To conduct the activity of our lives as one with 
the absolute of the universe is to live and create as we are intended to live and create, unfettered in our ability to achieve the simplest to the most miraculous of demonstrations. I've thought about this a lot, and I love when people begin studying our teaching, right? We've already determined that what they're really doing is they're studying themselves. To study principle, to study God, is to study the potential of you. But I love it when people first get an inkling in this teaching, and they get so excited. You know, I've been using treatment work. Good. Good. And you know what happened? I was at the mall the other day, and I got the best parking spot. It was a great parking spot. Did you keep it? No, I had to leave. And that's a great thing to use the study of our teaching for, but that is not just the tip of the iceberg, that's the drop, the itty-bitty drop of the iceberg. What I love is when someone comes to me and says, you know, Reverend Tony, I've, I've been struggling with my finances, and I decided to put into practice what you've been talking about from the podium, which is affirming, knowing, recognizing, living in the absolute truth of my being. That absolute truth of my being that knows with pure faith and conviction that every time I choose to breathe, I am simply expressing as pure spirit. And you know what happened when I started that process? My finances began to, began to shift. I didn't inherit a great deal of money from Aunt Edna, although I'm still hoping she kicks the bucket soon. I didn't win the lottery. But something shifted. Once I became and centered, became centered in that spiritual awareness that it is my divine birthright to have spiritual dominion to take control of my thoughts, my energy, how I perceive my relationship to the world, and just easily breathed into that awareness. All of the sudden, things began to shift. And what began to shift was I no longer worried about the finances. And what happens when I no longer worried about the finances was somehow, some way that I had never seen before, because it just seemed too implausible, it all worked out. It all worked out. Or I get that phone call, and I love these, where they say, you know, Reverend Tony, the doctors told me they saw spots on my x-rays, and it didn't look good. I've lost track of the number of times I've had these calls. And you did your treatment work, or one of the practitioners did the treatment work. I incorporated, you know, that Reiki stuff that you're always talking about, along with the treatment work. And when I went back to the doctor, they said there were no spots on the x-rays the second time around. Or the spots were just a glitch in the machine. Or they think the tech made an error. I feel sorry for the techs in the hospital 
they get blamed all the time for demonstration. To study spiritual principle is to awaken the potential of you. To live in spiritual principle is to expand the spiritual potential of you. And we don't do this by utilizing spiritual principle to get the best parking space, although that is a nice benefit, I have to admit. We do this by looking at the implausible and saying and affirming this implausible situation impossible, implausible thing has no power over me. I can and will transform this. I can and will begin to think unthinkable thoughts. When was the last time you had an unthinkable thought? Was it when the lottery was over over a billion dollars? How high did your thoughts go there? You know, we had a really rough week following that drawing. We filed, fired the financial planner, laid off the gardener. Don't know about you guys. But for that brief period, the unthinkable thought came into focus. For that brief period, someone maybe many, thought it is possible to become a billionaire overnight. Why do we have to rely on the lottery for those type thoughts? Why not have those thoughts every day? Why not entertain those unthinkable thoughts so often that the universe has no choice but to draw itself through the resonance of energy that you are entertaining, but to manifest another and greater way of being. Why not? One of the reasons why not is a lot of people get caught up in, well, you know, that's not reality. That's just not reality to think that way all the time. What's reality? Well, We can look at it as reality is the physical world. And yes, I don't disagree with that. It it is real. This is a microphone stand and that John Stringer just tears it up every time he steps up to the microphone stand. Pretty good, huh? However, beyond that microphone stand, we also know that it's nothing but pure energy vibrating into form. So the reality is, this reality of this microphone stand can be focused on and transformed into something else with a little effort. And that effort is going to require us to have maybe the unthinkable idea, to entertain the unthinkable thought, to operate from that knowing that in our study of the absolute, we are recognizing ourself as the absolute demonstration of the magnificence of presence in the here and now. What is wrong with having that thought? Not just occasionally, 
not just because, well, you know, Reverend Tony said I need to have this thought from time to time, but because that is the way to you expressing and living and exerting your spiritual dominion over your journey. People don't allow themselves to do that. They don't allow them to explore all the possibilities that we get confronted with sometimes through complex and our, our complex and rapidly changing world. And they often do not welcome and do not and fear the opinionated and judgment judgmental voices of others. Not realizing that those voices are of a confined and confused mind. And those voices serve as a guide to teach us how not to become. How not to become. We want you to think, dare to think unthinkable things and begin achieving previous unachievable acts. Because when things become unthinkable and unachievable, Action, the striving for action, stops. Stops. And action itself becomes meaningless. And the activity of God that you are has meaning. Has meaning. In our teaching, we study the creative laws and the spiritual principles of the universe, not so that we may learn what God is. We know what God is. We know what God is. It is all things at all times. It is the feeling, the awareness, the knowing that all is well, that all is whole. As students of this teaching and principle, we do not strive to know how God works, because as we've talked about these past weeks for January, we know how God works. It works through us. It works as us. Our purpose as students of principles is not to see what is or what it see what it is or what it does. Our purpose is to study spiritual principle to gain a greater awareness of all that we truly are all that we truly are. We study the science of the absolute. We study the science of spiritual principle. We study the resonance of creation itself. All because we know like we know like we know to study the absolute. This creative energy of good is to learn how to create and live as this absolute creative energy of good. So this is why we study. This is why we practice. And if we're not operating in that realm of knowing like we know, of living as the spiritual energy, the creative good that we are, would you agree that maybe it's time to get started? If so, let's get started. So I want to share a little parable with you. I like it, and it helps make a very valid point. And what happens sometimes when we do our, our affirmative prayer work and our meditation work, and this, and how when we when we do our treatment work, sometimes if we just let go of how this should manifest, how it should appear, how the demonstration should appear, what happens 
is the universe provides us always with more than we need. Always with more than we need. And so the parable is this, this lady gets a call at the office and her, her daughter is ill. The babysitter called and said her daughter's ill. She needs her to run by the store and pick up some medicine for her. And so the woman, of course, leaves. And in her rush to the pharmacy, she rushes into the pharmacy. She gets the medicine. She comes out and she discovers she's locked her keys in the car. Desperate. Desperate. So she, she calls her babysitter saying, I don't know what to do. And the babysitter says, well, get a coat hanger and try to unlock the car yourself. And she did that, and it just wasn't working. Just wasn't working. So she had nothing else to do. She, she just began praying, please, God, help me get out of this mess so I can get the medicine to my daughter. Right? Next thing you know, car pulls up behind her. Old, beaten-up car. Inside, this big, burly fella steps out. and He's got on one of those skullcap things. And he walks up to her and he says, do you need some help? And she explains, well, yeah, trying to get home to get this medicine to my daughter. And I've locked my keys in and I'm trying to get it open with the coat hanger, but I just can't seem to do it. And the fellow says, here, let me try that. And so he takes the coat hanger and within 20 seconds, he's in. Doors open. The lady is overjoyed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, you're just such a nice man. And he says, lady, I'm not a nice man. I just got out of jail. Just got out of jail for stealing cars. And the lady threw her hands in the air and said, Thank you, God, you sent me a professional. <laughs> Always more than you need. In love and law, Dr. Holmes wrote this. He said, making a demonstration, in making a demonstration, you have not one iota of responsibility. It all rests with mind. Mind being God. He goes on to say, heaven is lost for want of an idea, for lack of perception and nothing else. That every living soul is a point of God consciousness, immutable, allness, power, now. And he closes with, you are not approaching that point, but you are that point now. See, in our study of, of our teaching, we begin to realize that this energy, this presence, this intelligence that we call God is not something out there. It is all within here. It is that expression of source, that expression of heaven that we are. It is a sense of well-being. And we are the ones that are blessed enough to learn the tools, to learn the way, to live as presence. So we have no responsibility in the demonstration of our treatment work other than to speak our words of prayer with authority, clarity, and conviction from a consciousness of power, not to power. Do you understand the slight shift here. We are speaking, affirming, treating, knowing from a consciousness of power, not to power. When someone is working within and as this absolute power of the universe, 
they somehow lose the hows, the what ifs of human thought. And they shift, they pivot, if you will, into an awareness of, into an awareness that they do contain the spiritual power to live as the spiritual dominion over their journey. A state of consciousness which not only produces the manifestation of their work, but also produces the highest and best expression of source possible in the here and now. But we have to be willing to let it all go. We have to be willing to let God drive the bus, if you will. That is a tall order for a lot of people, myself included. I had a great experience yesterday. I went to Don DeSense's memorial service, just so that you guys know. It was yesterday. It was beautiful, beautiful. I was so proud of the work that Jennifer Farron and Sherry Henley did. These are all folks that have been with us before. And Carol O'Connell was there, of course, Don's, Don's wife. And it was the first time I had been to Unity North. All right. Now, I've known Carol and Don for years, but it was like they always came to me and I'd never had to go there. Right. So this is my first experience at Unity North and I loved it. Beautiful location, beautiful uh, spiritual center. You could feel the energy there. And one of the things that the minister pointed out, and I can't remember his name now, so Rich, Richard, one of the things that Reverend Richard pointed out was that we were in the facility that Carol and Don built. We were in the facility that Carol and Don built. And looking at that, one of the things that I realized, which was just fascinating, was they had a vision of what a center would look up, what a church, unity church would look and feel like. And I loved it, absolutely loved it. And unfortunately, for many of those in our teaching, there's not that strong of a vision of what a center would look and feel like. Of what a center would look and feel like. Remember, we were the first center in the state of Georgia to have our own permanent location. So we kind of created what this would look and feel like. Prior to that, there was absolutely no vision to build our vision upon. And as I began to look, to look at all that Don and Carol had created, I realized, well, maybe it's time to let go of some of what it meant to create a science of mind center. Maybe it was time to let go of some of those things that we heard over the years through our teaching, through our teaching for those that have their own that have rental space. Eh, you don't want to be subject to a mortgage. Eh, you own your own building and you're always paying for repairs. Those type of little things that get ingrained and ingrained over time. And if we're going to have the unthinkable thought, 
if we're going to begin making the possible, the impossible possible, then we have to do a self-exploration of what's the spiritual foundation that I've been act creating from? What's the visions that I've and mental images that I've been creating from? Is it a perception of an old memory, an old interaction that I am holding on to that's now allowing me to create my good? And how accurate is that perception? Now, I don't know about you, but I lose my car keys far too often to allow old memories to influence my current experience. Are you following that? So the only thing that's going to matter in my evolution of presence, the only thing that's going to matter in my evolution of potential is the thought that I'm having and entertaining right now. The thought that I'm having and entertaining right now. So I have to release every single thing, every single thing that brought me to this moment. Not saying it's good or bad, just honoring it for bringing me to this moment of potential. And then create unfettered from this moment. Begin to create from the unthinkable thought. People get in the way of their own spiritual work all the time. And they, they get in their way by continuously entertaining old ideas about what they deserve or by accepting as fact some temporary effect of their journey or by accepting the judgment of others. That doesn't serve us. What serves us is to say, well, why am I studying this teaching? Well, I'm studying this teaching. I'm studying principle because I'm studying the way source evolves. But the reality is, I'm studying the way I evolve at a much deeper level. So I have to begin to say, how have I been evolving my expression of source energy? I remember in my corporate days, at a, if anybody have a corporate background? Oh my God. And, and how it could be kind of political at times and not in a good way. And I had a wonderful mentor during those times, and I would often go to her about the concerns and power plays and struggle, which seemed to ensue at that level of management. This is more on the upper management side. And she would tell me the same thing almost every time. Pick your battles carefully. You, don't, you may need your energy to conquer another front. Right? In other words, let it go. Release it. And if I was to apply the sage advice to our study of spiritual principle, I think it would sound more like this. Pick your thoughts, your ideas, and the opinions of others that you choose to accept extremely carefully. You may need that thought force of energy to manifest far more worthwhile effects. Again, from Love and Law, Holmes, said, Holmes rightly says to us, heaven is lost for lack of an idea, for lack of perception and nothing else. Well, we all know that nothing is ever really lost in the universe. 
I, I use an affir that affirmation all the time. Nothing is ever lost in the universe. And so I find the car keys that I lost that I mentioned earlier, right? But we may at times not feel as if we are in that heavenly spot, that heaven somehow is lost. And that heavenly spot, we may struggle at times to see the divinity within the circumstance. And this does not mean that this creative energy of presence within us doesn't exist. It only means that we need to begin focusing on us, clearing our minds of ideas and thoughts which are confining instead of expanding, instead of expanding our full scope. The negative thoughts and bad memories that people allow themselves to hold on to are, are somewhat like a battle that people choose to fight. And as in any battle, there may be smoke and debris blocking that field of vision, keeping them from being able to see with clarity the truth that always exists on the horizon. Yet the horizon is always there. And once the smoke clears just a little, they are able to embrace and enjoy and move towards its exquisiteness. So, what's the fastest way to clear the smoke and debris? Put down the weapons. Put down the old negative thoughts, the old ideas, and begin moving into something that feels positive for you. And I'm going to share with you just a little exercise that I hope you do. And this, this is um, it's very simple. It's going to require three sheets of paper. All right. So, you know, I'm, I, for the environmentalist, it's not an environmental friendly exercise. It is, however, a spiritually correct exercise. So you get three, pe of three sheets of paper, and on one piece of paper, you write down that goal, that desire, that previously unthinkable thought that you want to obtain, whatever it is, whatever it is. And on the second sheet of paper, you write down any obstacle or false idea that you perceive to be keeping you from achieving that idea of heaven, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Now understand, we're not focusing on the obstacle. We're simply recognizing it as something we can transform. And on the third piece of paper, write out why those obstacles or false ideas are not, cannot exist within the absoluteness of mind. Therefore, they cannot exist, exist within the absoluteness of you. Let's say someone wants to lose 10 or 20 pounds. And that's their goal. So they write that on a piece of paper. And on the next sheet of paper, they might write, well, you know, I've always been a little overweight. Everyone in my family is overweight. Or at my age, it's impossible to lose any weight. And on the third sheet of paper, they would write something about the truth that exists beyond the obstacle and write something along the lines, my past does not forecast my potential. My past doesn't forecast my potential or any of my future, for all I am is the creative energy of the good of God unfolding into new and healthy ideas. Or how about 
My heredity does not predicate my experience. It is simply one minuscule element of my glorious potential working in harmony with the divine. See, when we proactively seek out the ideas which may be blocking our, our good from transcending from the spiritual to the physical realm, we provide ourselves with the insight that is needed so that we may start to constructively dissolve those ideas out of the mental constructs of our consciousness. And we do that through affirmation work, through knowing ourselves as presence and form. And this allows us to clear the path, if you will, to our personal expression of heaven. Holmes, heaven is lost for a one for want of an idea. True, however, heaven is a state of consciousness. It is an experience, the achievement of a goal, the freedom of unlimited thinking and creating that is found through the cultiva cultivation of all right and perfect ideas which allow us to maintain and affirm and exert the spiritual dominion over our lives. Wherever you are in your state of consciousness right now, remember and understand that consciousness is renewable. Consciousness is not static. It evolves, it expands. So no matter what the past is, no matter what the current experience is, or the decisions that have been made previously, all that exists in this moment is untapped potential and a greater expression of the absolute striving to come forward. Emerson said, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. This is your opportunity. I said... <laughs> so here's the deal. Somebody call Apple and tell them Siri has to become a pledge member. <laughs> Coming back. Mind clears the path for our existence, and this essence of creativity unfolds based on the whims of our consciousness, and we can choose the path of the past of old ideas and, restri and the restricting ideas of others, and people do that all the time. When someone makes that choice, they have to understand they lose a little something. They lose a little bit of themselves. They're exchanging their divinity for conformity their divine potential for the falsely manageable. In short, they begin losing their idea of what heaven on earth means. Sometimes, life circumstances are not what we might want. However, when we come back to our study, our study of spiritual principle, our study of the science of, of the absolute, our study of presence living as us, 
somehow, some way, beyond any understanding, we are led in directions that we never imagined or designed. And all that stuff that we didn't think we liked just dissolves. And so we have to learn to shake off the what ifs and, and the whys and the seeming confusion of contemporaries because the what, whatever was, well, that's the past and whatever is, is what's important. And whatever is in this moment is pure God, pure energy waiting to become something else at the direction of your pure thought. Walk your path. Walk your path with courage, with faith, and determination. Cast your expectations of life into the power of the absolute and the awareness of being this same power and know that those expectations are becoming transcending as your manifestation as your manifestations. Every day, countless individuals feel the excitement of new thoughts and ideas. And in a brief moment, if only for a brief moment, and some are going to pursue those ideas, many are going to pursue those ideas and bring them to fruition, and they will live their version, their, their perception of what heaven on earth is. And others will experience that same brief feeling of excitement only to have it overcome with thoughts of, how could I ever do that? That could never happen. Why it's impossible. Or what will people say? You know what people are going to say? Right? What people are going to say is this. It's true. They might, at the physical level, say, look at, look at them. How dare they do that? Who do they think they are? but they're lying to the physical realm and they're lying to you because what they're really internalizing, what they're really saying is, I wish I had his or her determination. I wish I could live in such faith. I wish I had thought of that. And my God, what an inspiration of creative energy. See, the choice is simple. Everyone gets to decide for themselves. Will they be the example others follow or will they follow the example of others? Through our study of spiritual principle, we understand the spiritual necessity of choosing wisely. Choosing wisely. So really what I want you to get is this today. You are absolutely perfect, just as you are. There is no one more powerful than you. There is no one more beautiful than you. There is no one more handsome than you. There is no one more ready than you are in this moment to create a life that serves as an example of the best of presence coming forward in the now. This is where you live in the absolute. And all that stuff out there, it's only going to matter to the degree that you allow it to matter. This is our teaching. This is why we study. Not to unfold the magnificence of God, but to understand and live the magnificence of you. And so wins our lesson. Namaste.
All right, if you would please say the tithing affirmation with me. Infinite mind, in as and through me, blesses and multiplies my tithe. It does its good and perfect work and returns to me multiplied abundantly.